Welcome to Twin Talk. This is Joy, and I'm here with my sister Angie, and today we're going to talk about the book Whiskey in a Teacup by Reese Witherspoon. In Whiskey in a Teacup, Reese shares deeply personal stories about her life in the South and offers up her best advice on entertaining and life in general. Yes, there's even a detailed description on how to hot roll your hair, Reese Witherspoon style. Uh, the meaning of the title is comes from her grandmother, and Angie and I are debating. The grandmother's name is spelled D-O-R-O-T-H-E-A. So I didn't know if that was just kind of a unique spelling of Dorothy or if it's literally pronounced Dorothea. I feel like if it was Dorothy, it would end in a Y. I know. Dorothea? Yeah, I think it's Dorothea. Well, her grandmother, I'm just going to call her D since I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Her grandmother, D always said that... Um, a combination of beauty and strength made Southern women whiskey in a teacup. We may be delicate and ornamental on the outside, she said, but inside we're strong and fiery. Okay. Now, I just want to ask you something. So, in your description up there above where it says she shares deeply personal stories, mm-hmm. I kind of looked at this more as a lighthearted book, and she just kind of told little funny stories and stuff, but when, can you give me an example? Like, what did she say that was deeply personal? Well, to me, like, when she shared about her weddings, you know, she's been married twice, and she just gives, to me, she gives some very personal views okay. on how... Even though she might be talking about something lighthearted, like a holiday or Christmas or a wedding, she's like, I feel like it should be this way, and here's okay. why. Okay, and I guess I, I need to like... explain to our listeners, you just recently revisited this book and read it, and it's been a while since I read yes. it. Yes. So, I was try- when you read that just now, I was just trying to remember exactly what, if it really was some deeply personal stories. To me, stories, it's just but... personal because it's her view on life. It's her oh, okay. view of how you should celebrate how how you should like we're going to talk about dogs yeah. how you should treat your dogs uh, to me all that's pretty personal yeah. when you're sharing okay. stuff like that it gets, can get pretty personal gotcha okay um so how did we discover the book do you remember yeah so i was at a, our friend's house our friend tina's house and um i think we were over there for christmas just for a little party or something and it was laying on her coffee table and the cover of course makes you want to pick it up anyway it's just a picture of reese witherspoon it's got her name real big in real big letters on the on the cover and she's holding a teacup over a saucer and it and the title is whiskey in a teacup so you know it's you're like what's that you know so i picked it up and i started looking through it and it really is a wonderful what i would call coffee table book Mm -hmm. because it is just full of colorful pictures and they are beautifully photographed mm-hmm. I, matter of fact that the thing that i'm going to say most during this podcast is how beautiful and how um how many pictures mm-hmm. are there are throughout the book yeah i would even i don't use this word a lot but gorgeous the they pictures are, yes, are they're gorgeous beautiful. they're beautiful and i literally throughout the course of the night i probably was rude and ignoring everyone in the room but <laughs> i literally flipped through and probably looked at every picture and read probably half the book wow. while i was at her house well angie then i guess you must have told me about the book i think i did i think i came in and I think I I immediately like the in the next couple of days I went online I bought the book, and 
Gosh, I can't remember. It seems like yeah. maybe one of us bought it one and bought the other well, one, one as a, as a surprise. I don't remember either, but mm-hmm. I just know as soon as I started flipping through the pages, I was just like you. Yeah. I was hooked because, mm-hmm. well, first of all, I've always admired her. She's from the South and, you know, uh, just a fiery little blonde and the fact that she's from the South and mm-hmm. kind of has Southern... I guess beliefs and traditions that she follows. Yeah, and we have a lot in common. Yeah, we with have a her. lot in common with her. And, and I, just, I will say this: this is one of those books. You know, like some books, I could see eventually, like uh, I'm, I've, I've read that book a few times now. But mm-hmm. this is a book I cannot see myself ever getting Me rid of. Me either. This book. It's a keeper. It like a the keeper. Junk Gypsy book, I will never get rid of. Mm-hmm. The Little White Cottage book, I will mm-hmm. never get rid of. And I will never get rid of this whiskey and a whiskey teacup. Because tea they're all, they're like eye candy. They all have yes, beautiful good. photos and good, good writing. And it's just a beautiful book. Yeah, it's, it's timeless. Um, yeah. Even, I could look at this book 10 years from now, and I will still oh. think that these pictures are beautiful. Yeah, it's very, cla- you're right, it's classic and timeless. It's not something that's trendy that's going to, yes. yeah. It's, yeah, because the Southern style, especially the picture and the things that she evokes in this book are they never go out of style in no, my opinion. they don't and one thing i really loved about the book is she's constantly referring to her grandmother d i'm gonna call her d mm-hmm. and her love and admi- admiration for her grandmother it is just so apparent throughout the book and i just love that her grandmother was a huge part of her life and taught her so much and she did dedicate to the book to her mom, her grandmother and her grandfather, and I think also to her children. You know, I have to say, I've always been jealous of people who had a grandmother or grandfather in their life that they were very close to and got mm-hmm. to group. Because in our case, it was just impossible. Our grandparents yeah. had way too many grandchildren, and they were, honestly, they were too old at the time that we were born right. for us to really get That's to know them. That's how I feel. We couldn't really be close to them because yeah, they just so had too many grandkids I, to deal with. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't their fault, but when I see these stories where people have these grandparents that they got to actually spend time with, and they invested time in their grandchildren, the grandparents, I'm kind of jealous. Yeah, yeah. I, I know. I feel mm-hmm. the same I would way. love to have had a relationship with their grandparent like that. So I think it goes without saying I did listen to this on Audible, and I did enjoy it, but it wasn't until I actually got the book and could look through it and read it as I looked at the pictures. This is one of those books that you really need to buy, and you really need to have it, because it's just not the same without the pictures. So here are some examples of the chapters, and you can just chime in if you have anything you want to say. I'm not going to read them all off, but the, the well, the very first chapter, I believe, was mag- The Magic of Sweet Tea, mm-hmm. and of course, I've been hooked on sweet tea my whole life. Yeah. If you live in the South, you know tea is a staple, and we drink it cold, mm-hmm. and I think it's, I always thought it was kind of weird when I'd hear people drink their tea hot up mm-hmm. in the North, or I guess in England. Well, and in England, they put milk in their tea, and that, that's yes, odd to me. I always thought that was weird. Very odd. <laughs> yeah, if you're in the South. You want ice in there and some sugar, and uh, it's mm-hmm. just amazing. Wicker and Wallpaper was the name mm. of one of the chapters, which, oh my goodness, we love wicker <laughs> yeah. and we love wallpaper. What more is there and to it's say? it's funny because, you know, there's been a lot of trends recently, and, and, right, and there was a trend back, I don't know, was it the 90s when wallpaper was very popular? Maybe mm-hmm. the 80s, I don't know. But anyway, it was very, very popular, and then it started going out of style. And I had a friend say to me, long time ago she was like i hate wallpaper and i was appalled i was thinking mm-hmm. i love like even it depends today, on the wallpaper is it timeless but, and classic oh but even today i would 
I would probably wallpaper my my whole house if I could afford it. Me too. I just and and I don't know about wallpaper in my whole house, but mm-hmm. definitely certain accent walls and stuff. Mm-hmm. I love wallpaper. Well, the house that I lived in before. I wallpapered a couple of rooms in it, and even after living there for 10 years, Mm -hmm. I remember the day I moved out, I remember thinking, I'm going to miss my wallpaper. (laughs) (laughs) And I do know wallpaper can get outdated if it's, it it depends. Yes, it has to be classic. Yes, that's the first thing people do when they get a house is take down the wall. But if it's classic and tasteful, Mm -hmm. it can last forever. Mm -hmm. Another chapter was Bluegrass Forever. Okay, right here is where she captured my heart. Okay. Because I feel like not a lot of people like bluegrass. But I love bluegrass. Mm -hmm. And when she had a chapter (laughs) titled Bluegrass Forever, I was Mm -hmm. like, okay, you had me at Bluegrass Forever. (laughs) Yeah, I can't think of many people that like bluegrass. But there, here's one reason I like bluegrass because it always reminds me of our dad. Yes. Because he would go in their bedroom and they had an old record player mm-hmm. and he would have these big like 33 albums mm-hmm. is what they're called like the size. Yeah. Was mm-hmm. they were like 33 and he would listen to like uh, fl- uh flat and scrubs mm-hmm. and just some of Bill, the Bill Monroe. Yeah, Bill Monroe and he would have those bluegrass. So it holds a special place in my heart because I can remember dad just sitting in there listening to that music. Yeah. And so one day I guess I'll reveal my little secret but I went uh, and looked at his collect all their collection of records my mom and dad's and anything that was bluegrass and Johnny Cash and Hank Williams Sr. I pulled out and brought to my house. And mom, and mom didn't care? <laughs> no, she did not care. Um, but that's so all those bluegrass records are at my house right now. So if you all ever right. want to take a listen. So I'll house, know yeah. where they are. Yeah. Um, one of the chapters is called Road Trip. And it's just talking about how road trips can be fun. And I, she brought out a good point, And I never thought about this. She said people from the South we drive where we go it doesn't matter if we're going oh, to, across right. the country or but she said people up north they're gonna fly or out west like in hollywood mm-hmm. you know or la and i, I never thought You're about right. that Most... it's never a question we're like are we gonna fly or drive well yeah. we're gonna drive right even when i hear people say they're using an uber i'm like what <laughs> <laughs> yeah what's an uber right. yeah. or you know I would um, ne- we don't even know what it means to take a cab there i think fort smith has one cab <laughs> like razorback yeah cab. i just just took it for granted everybody drives but she's right she said even if she's just going to san francisco from la when she's out west she's gonna take she's gonna fly but when you're in the south you're gonna drive and I love how she talked about the road trips, and uh, she said, you know, road trips are a great time to be with your family. Don't be on the phone, she said, but, you know, you can play games like the alphabet game and the roadside game, and she just talked about how And what's she funny is we know trip. what she's talking about. Yes, and we know what she's talking about, yeah, because we've done those I don't things. know if anybody listening to this knows yeah. what they are, but we and do. Well, she even gives exam- she even teaches you how to play in the book, you know, and gives you the rules, you know, and anyway, she just talks about memories she's had of going on trips so okay this is funny she has a chapter called my did do language and notes on southern conversation and this is definitely something that sets people in the south apart you know from uh, other places and we do have like our own sayings and our own language. and our own accents and, and our own accents as so you guys can probably hear right now as we i talk. remember we went on a vacation we were around 18 with our family to wyoming and we went through and we've been through Texas, even in southern states, but it's so funny because occasionally people would stop us and say, hey, I just want to hear you guys talk for a minute. Yes. You know, and I was thinking, what do you mean? Yeah, you because know, you have an accent. I don't have the accent. You have the accent. Exactly. <laughs> and what I thought was interesting, I don't know if you remember, same deal. We were somewhere in the, I don't even remember where we were. 
we were at a little roadside diner, and the waitress said, where are you guys yeah, from? Yeah, I think that's what I was thinking Yeah, about and she memory. said, you're either from Texas, Arkansas, or Oklahoma. Like, mm-hmm. she had it narrowed down. She knew. But I tell you what, I got to visit Georgia one time on a business trip, mm-hmm. and I could sit and listen to those ladies talk all day. Me too. It cut was, off the light. Oh, it was... Oh, Don't they was, say cut off? It was like intoxicating. Turn it off. I was just, oh, it was. I well, don't know. we they had a neighbor, slow. Barbara Lamar. You know, oh, remember she was from Georgia. Oh, that's right. And I just love to hear her talk. She would say, "Would you cut off the light, dear?" <laughs> she wouldn't say, "Turn off the light." And she oh, had I several things that. that she would say to me <laughs> that were different. And she was from Georgia, but <laughs> okay. So this was from my did do language and notes on Southern conversation on page two thirty of the book. It says, Southern expressions you need to know. And so I was going to read some of them. And for our listeners who may not know what these means, Angie, I'm going to see if you understand what it is, if you Mm. recognize it, and can you explain what it means to people who might not know. Okay. Okay. In the South, we sometimes say, make a sow's ear into a silk purse. Do you know what that means? Hmm. Is, or is she saying, like, take a bad situation and do something good with it? Yes. Very. Okay. Ding, ding, ding. Good Ooh. job. It says make the best of any situation. Oh, okay. Ooh. Very good. Well, I'm from the South. What can I say? Yes. <laughs> what does it mean when someone's pitching a hissy fit? Oh, it means you're it means you're throwing a tantrum. Yes, you're, exactly. You're, you're, it says having a temper tantrum. You're having a... Hey, boy. <laughs> What's it mean when you're madder than a wet hen? You are mad, and I mean, you yeah. are, I won't say fit to be tied, but that's another saying. Oh, that's so. coming up. That's <laughs> oh. coming up. See, I'm using <laughs> other sayings to describe yes. these things. Um, fit to be tied, meaning has... you're, you're so angry that you're about to yes. have a heart. Okay, on fit to be tied, she says, you've had enough. Yes, you've I think it's interesting it. that you used... <laughs> An expression to describe right. the other expression. <laughs> That's the only thing that came to my mind was you're fit to be tied. I'm a wet hen and I'm fit to be tied. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, under matter than a wet hen, she has pretty obvious. Okay, now this one I will have to say I had never, I'd heard it, but I didn't know what it meant. What's it mean when you're cattywampus or whopper jawed? Okay, I have to say I've never, never, I've heard, never really heard that. You're hmm. crooked. Oh. See, I'd never heard that. Okay, what's it mean when someone... I had a sit-to with him. See, I'd never heard this one a either. A sit-to. Does that mean, like, you had a, a you had to have a, a hard discussion with someone? Yes. Very okay. good. It says, talk to someone sternly. Yeah. Okay. I couldn't th- sternly. That's a good yeah. word. I couldn't think of a word. Just, okay. Yeah. What does it mean when you gave him or her a what for? It means you basically told them how you how you felt your true feelings yes you yelled at someone angrily yeah (laughs) okay (laughs) okay what do we mean when we say that dog can't hunt (laughs) um someone doesn't know what they're doing yes that person is useless I know. I want to, I want to remember that. That dog can't hunt. That's funny. <laughs> this one I didn't really know. Piddling, piddling. Well, I, if something's piddly, it usually means. Or if you're piddling around. See, we use it as quit piddling yeah, around. Yeah, we use it as like you're kind of wasting your time yes. doing non-important things. Yes. If you're piddling around, yeah. you're wasting. You're just time. kind of wasting you're time not, you're doing something task. you shouldn't be doing. Yes. Yes. And she put pathetic. Oh, so I think they're okay. using the same word, but in a different way. Did you say way. piddly? P i d d l i n piddling. Okay, piddling and she said it means you're pathetic. pathetic. Okay, I've never heard it. You're piddling, like Angie. <laughs> oh, yeah, we use it in a different way, but we still use the same word. I think that's interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. Here it is. I'm fit to be tied. Okay, this is the best one, and this is the last one. Bless your heart. 
was, Tell me, this can be used in more than one way. I was going to say, if you're Southern, that can be... That could have several meanings. Yes. So, bless your heart could mean like, oh, I feel so sorry for you. Yes. But it could Good. also, it's kind of a sarcastic way of saying, <laughs> bless your heart. Like, mm, I don't know. I don't know how to describe I, it. I'll think of it as, you're such an idiot. Yeah. Bless your <laughs> heart. It's you actually what you're doing. Yes. It can actually be used as a cut down. Yes. So, Southerners are very good at saying something that sounds like they mean well, but they're actually cutting you down yes. at the same time. <laughs> it seems like a compliment, but it can be an insult. Yes. Yes. They compliment you, but it's actually meant as an insult. Okay. And it comes off as an insult. Okay. Here's her <laughs> explanation of bless your heart, which I think is hilarious. Okay. And that's another thing I think we should mention. As I reread the book, she's funny. There's, there's a mm-hmm. lot of stuff in there that she says that is funny. Yes. Um, it says, bless your heart. This expression is quintessentially Southern. It can mean a lot of different things from you poor thing to you can't help messing up, can you? <laughs> to you're the best. Don't worry. The tone of voice will tell you which version is meant. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and and, and this, so this awesome. reminds me so much of a book that you and I read, Little White Lies. Yes, that's exactly what I was just thinking yes, of. Because I didn't know whether to bring it up It's said in the South, and so many things they say in the book are cut downs. And, she's, and the author or the main character says, well, in the South, if you say something with a smile, it's meant to be a compliment. Or it's never a cut down if it, you say it with a smile or something to that effect. Yes. Yeah, so, okay. So that just gives our reader. So she has all these neat little charts and I wouldn't say graphs and things, but little like insets of little fun stuff like that. So oh. it's not just like, so it's a bunch of pictures. It's not just like you're reading a Oh yeah, the book. Books, the book's a lot of fun. It's she a, has how so, it's designed is a lot of yeah, fun. Yeah, she just puts in lots of little fun, little, like you said, little anecdotes. Uh, yeah, is that the right little word? inserts. In, little, okay. I don't know what they're called. But yeah. Yeah, it's not like you're just reading a page every you know it's almost look like an, a scrap it's almost like looking at a scrapbook in some ways because yeah. it's got recipes pictures mm-hmm. and like you said like that little thing with the southernisms or whatever mm-hmm. yeah lots of fun little little yeah. stuff yeah and this one one then one of the next chapters i was going to mention is if it's not moving monogram it and i just have a confession to make i love stuff that's monogrammed i love it but mm-hmm. i always felt like it was for rich people Yes, so when like only I rich people had say, stuff that was monogrammed. Okay, I agree. So I have to say that chapter caught me off guard mm-hmm. because I thought, yeah, I always thought of monogramming as something that you own. It'd have to be a super special occasion. Mm-hmm. But in her mind, she monograms everything. Right. And I thought that is, and it made me realize, you know, monogramming is really cool. You just mm-hmm. don't think about doing it. But there was one picture in her book, and it made me laugh out loud when I read the caption. Mm-hmm. Read the caption because she's talking about how oh, she, the dog collar. Yeah, so she, yeah. there was a picture of a dog, and on the dog collar they had monogrammed the dog's name or his initials. Yes, and then she put in the caption it said, um, "She said yes, the dog collar is monogrammed. Said, is, yes, it is." She said, "Is that <laughs> dog collar monogrammed? Why, yes, it is." Yeah, and, but the way like, she worded it, yeah, I literally, yes, it I laughed out loud. So she's literally admitting, like, "Yes, I even monogrammed right. my dog's collar." You know. Well, and then she talked about how her and her grandmother, or her mother, or whoever, would go to the store and pick out the different fonts, mm-hmm. and the di- and I was like. 
I didn't know that was a thing. Like, you actually could go well, to a store where they would monogram? Because you used to, I don't know if you remember this, but in Central Mall, there was a little kiosk. Uh-huh. And you could take items there and get them monogrammed. No, I and, don't remember yeah, that. Yeah, so, like, back in the day, it wasn't like you had access to monogram right. unless you actually took it to Okay, a, so a, I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. Like, if you want, like, I would love to get these pillowcases. Let's say I want to get this yeah. pillow monogrammed. Where would I go? Okay, well, like, we have a friend, a mutual friend with Jeannie. Her name's oh, Carol. And they, yes, they actually have right. machines that do that sort of thing. Well, that's why I, was, I know they have sewing machines with the monogram mm-hmm. function and then they have machines that just monogram but I'm like I, I don't own one of those. You'd probably have to go to like a maybe a, just an individual probably. All right. That was know. like but I just thought oh well, I actually had stores they went to and got to pick but up But yes it, it does make me want to go monogram something. Yes. <laughs> I have tons of stuff but like I said I know that's weird and I, I just but when I think of, when I see something that's monogrammed I'm like oh they're rich. Yes. <laughs> you know when I go to someone's house and they have towels that are monogrammed <laughs> yeah. to me that's wealthy and people you're do thinking, that. Don't ever get a divorce because what you gonna do with the towels? <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's funny. Um, okay, one another chapter was called Dolly Parton Southern Icon. Oh yeah, she's got like this love affair with Dolly Parton. Yes, like she loves her. And I like Dolly too, and I love her music, mm-hmm. and I love her story. But she, it, I thought it was cool that Dolly Parton offered to help her with the the part of June Carter Cash and Walk the Line. Oh, that's right. She wasn't comfortable with her singing voice, and then playing the instruments and stuff. And Dolly just gave her some advice and coached her and said you know you don't have to be the greatest singer you know not all singers are great but you just have to own it and put your you know it's you funny because sitting here talking about her book and i almost forgot for a minute that she's an actress until you I brought know. that up it is um, it is kind of cool she doesn't self-promote a lot in yes. the book i love that because you're right i felt the same way i'm like I was like, oh, yeah, she was in Walk the Line, mm-hmm. and she was in Legally Blonde. And I have and to say, in Walk the Line, I feel like she did an exceptional job Oh, she Walk did an amazing line. job. Did she get an Oscar for that? I don't know. He, or he did may he have. Joaquin Phoenix? He may have. I'm not sure about her. And I will say this. One of the first movies I remember watching with her in it, I think it was called Man in the Moon. Mm-hmm. And her, oh, it's about, she had a crush. She was young. I think she was oh, only like 12 or 13. Was the one in that movie. Yeah, and she had a crush on this teenage boy, mm-hmm. but he liked her older sister mm-hmm. it's kind of like a coming of age i always love that movie mm-hmm. and i just thought she was so pretty in that movie so yeah. cute and her daughter is like a little look a mini me and her. what's funny is our whole entire family went to see walk the line at the movie theater mm-hmm. and we never do that no and i'll never mm-hmm. forget the movie theater was packed you couldn't find another seat and i was walking out there with these two teenage ushers and i heard one of them go oh yeah you told this story on our johnny cash oh, podcast yeah. and he said yeah. he said why is it so packed uh, for this movie? And the other guy says, I don't know. And then the other guy says, it's been like this every night. And the other one says, I don't know who Johnny Cash is. <laughs> and young. I was just laughing. Cause I said, young he's young. Okay, and here's another Southern expression, youngins these days. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Well, one of the last chapters is called Why Southern Ladies Love Holidays. And I agree with what she said. But um, before I remind you what she said, why do Southern ladies love... And first of all, is that a true statement? I know I love holidays. And the reason I love holidays is because I love to decorate. Yes. And I think that's one of the reasons she and so, mentioned, right? Yes, mm-hmm. she said it's... Well, it's something to look forward to. And we loved it. We all love to decorate. Mm-hmm. And it's an excuse to bring your family together. Yeah. And so... But Can I say something? Yeah, go ahead. Your husband just brought us chocolate chip cookies. <laughs> yes, he And did. I'm sorry, but I cannot help but take a bite right now. So I'm going to take a second to chew this up. Okay, Joy's, go ahead. Joy's husband, Jeff Rocks, 
He made mm-hmm. us BLT sandwiches a while ago, and now he oh, brought another us southern thing. Cooking. Yes, he just made us bacon and tomato sandwiches, which were so good. Mm-hmm. We had a little bit of uh, avocado on the side, and then he just brought us these gooey hot chocolate chip cookies yeah. that he and my daughter made. Yeah, my so husband. So I hate awesome. to interrupt the podcast, but when you have a husband like Joy has, you can't you, lose you weight. You can't. No, you got to mention <laughs> it. And, and this is a southern thing going on here, so we might as well mention it. Okay, back to the podcast. Sorry. So yeah, um, I would. I agree with her. And something she said in the book, I was like, she says we loved. She said most people I know, or most of my friends, have boxes of decorations in their home. Uh, you know, some for Easter, or Christmas, Fourth of July, Halloween, and I. I was like. Doesn't everybody? But oh, the, I know. And then it just hit me. Oh, she's pointing out something else that I just take for granted that not oh, everybody decorates I, for the different I holidays. I assumed everybody did that. See, I did too. And she said, most of my friends have different boxes. And can, I do. You can go in my attic and there's one that says Christmas, Halloween, Easter, exactly. 4th of July. Well, I just took it for granted Christmas. that all, oh, everybody's like that. But right. the way she was talking was like, it's a Southern now, thing. Now, I do feel like Southerners, I mean, I'm just, this is just a guess, but mm-hmm. I'm guessing and they may be a little bit more extravagant than others. Yeah. And she also know. talked about how we take it so far as to even decorate our mailboxes. Well, <laughs> if I had a mailbox, I probably would decorate it. Mm-hmm. All right. So what did you like about the book? Okay. So like I said before, my favorite thing about the book is the, just all the illustrations and all the pictures. They're just beautiful. And then I loved Honestly, I just loved getting a glimpse into her world because, you know, she's a very accomplished person. She's uh, very famous, obviously. So, it was just really cool getting to see a glimpse into her life mm-hmm. and her lifestyle and her, actually just her taste of, in decorating. Yeah. The way she throws parties, the way she dresses, tips yeah, on cooking. Yeah, it's kind of like getting a behind-the-scenes look at a famous person, mm-hmm. getting to know their thoughts like I said, on family, music, fashion, food, holidays. You're kind of getting an insight. It's almost like you're friends with them and getting to yes. know. Yeah, it's like getting a glimpse of someone famous, what they're like, uh, kind of like yeah. how they feel about well, just everyday stuff. It's, and what's, I mean, what was so really cool, though, was knowing that she's that famous, but yet she has the same likes and values that we do. Right. So it's just so neat just going, oh, now, wow. I will say one thing, and this is not cutting her down at all, trust me. I know everybody has different religions and faiths, and she said she's a practicing Episcopalian, I think. Which, oh, honestly, I'm... I don't even know what Episcopalians believe. Are they kind of like one rung below Catholics? I, 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 I'm not real sure. No. The only negative, and this is not even negative, but on her chat, her little, uh, she's talking about the different holidays she celebrates, and when she got to Easter... She was like, oh, it's just a renewal, and it's spring, and the cold, dark winter's over, and, you know, and egg hunting, or, you oh. know, and all, and she brought up all the kind of more superficial okay, stuff. Okay, so she didn't mention She never the mentioned the resurrection one time. Oh, okay. And I just thought, hmm. I mean, it's fine. She didn't have to. It's not, you know, that's, it's her faith. It's how she feels. But I just kind of thought it was odd to just go on and on about why they celebrate Easter, mm-hmm. but never one time mention the resurrection. Well, I know a faith. family that don't celebrate Easter, and they're very religious because the word Easter isn't in the Bible. Oh, really? Yes. So they think it's like a pagan word that no, someone else they, came they up with? They just say they're or? very literal. Okay. And because the word Easter and beca- is not, not in, in the, the Bible, Bible, they don't celebrate. Okay. I'm just saying, it just kind of surprised me that out of 
you know, she talked about the eggs and the food and the meal and dressing up. And hmm, I'd have to uh, go back and reread uh, that yeah, chapter. Yeah, I may need to, too. You know, and I, kept, I kept, just kind of kept waiting for her to go, and it's a time to remember your faith. Mm-hmm. But she never said that. Hmm. But not a big deal. Like I said, I, I, um, she just seemed very normal, down to earth. And I love her view on dogs. Um, yeah. Let's talk about that for just a second. Yeah, she just, she loves dogs. We love dogs. We love dogs. And she was talking about how typically a person that likes she's gonna like a person who likes dogs is that yes, how she said it yes basically she said if she says she really likes people who like dogs or something to that effect yeah i've always found people that like dogs i pre- typically like that person and we tend to i don't know what it is there's just something about dog people yeah or i don't i can't yeah, explain cat it. people are definitely different than dog people I i'm agree. sorry cat people i'm sure you're great yeah. but dog people yeah uh, there's just, just there's just a difference yeah there is <laughs> there is mm-hmm. and i love how she said you know, so many people will have dogs in their homes, and they kind of expect the dogs to act like humans. She's like, they're dogs. She said, if they're dirty and muddy, and they, like you said earlier, we're talking about this earlier, and they get up on your couch, she said, and you're worried about it, then maybe you shouldn't have a dog, or maybe you need to have pet-friendly yeah. furniture. And not if you're going to stress out about it all the time, basically, you yeah. don't need a dog. She, I agree with that. She said, you know, what's the point of having a dog if... If they can't be at a dog. And she said she just keeps slip covers on her couches and washes them because she lets her dogs basically have their way in her house. Yeah. Now, I don't know about letting my dog just come in all muddy and wet. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't, wouldn't go to the extreme she does. Mm-hmm. But I do like the fact that she's like, let them be dogs. Mm-hmm. Treat them like dogs. Yeah. Um, and we had talked before the podcast. It just seems like we, we have a lot in common with her. She loves transfer wear. She loves going to thrift stores or like antique stores and thrifting uh she loves the did i already say transfer wear Mm -hmm. sorry Mm -hmm. um she just she likes a lot of things we like yeah so many of the pages of the pictures Mm -hmm. literally like i would see a dishes or i would Mm -hmm. see like a table setting and i would be like okay if i had money that's exactly how i would decorate it Or, or, or i've looked at that exact piece of Yes, yeah, several of those pictures before. reminded um, me of your style for sure. Yes, like everything that was on her table and in the homes were all things that I've looked at at antique stores that I thought, oh, I would love to own that. Yeah. You know? Speaking of dogs, my dog Tucker is here begging. He's for wanting a, my chocolate chip cookie. He's begging for a bite of Angie's chocolate chip cookie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, uh, and one very obvious thing that we want to talk about. Is, oh, I said, could we be friends with Reese? I was asking Angie kid would be friends with Reese and Angie said well she has a book club we love books she loves books you know she she talks about how she was a little girl yeah she talks about how since she was able to read she has spent like she said she spent her summers on her back porch reading books right and she loves southern literature and she Mm -hmm. loves strong female characters so well the first book that she recommended was to kill a mockingbird yeah which we've already done that's Mm -hmm. one of our favorite books one of our favorite books and we've already done the podcast a podcast over that so that was interesting she does give a list of recommended books southern books in this book and yeah the very first one was to kill a mockingbird which we've already done a podcast over that so could we be friends with reese i think that goes without saying yeah yeah i think we have some of the basic um beliefs and backgrounds and and she said people come up to her all the time and say i feel like we could be friends and she Hmm. said yeah we probably can and she says she can talk about anything to anybody and i feel like we're kind of the same way oh is that what she said yeah she said that that. she said that her mother had a real knack for just 
it didn't matter if it's someone famous or the grocery store clerk that she could strike up a conversation and 15 minutes later Reese would be like okay mom they need to work I do feel like I can have a conversation with anyone yeah I do too whether it's a student or an Mm. elderly it doesn't matter usually you can find common ground and find something of interest to talk about yeah one thing I like about her before we close I really like her views on hospitality. She, it sounds like she always makes it a point to acknowledge everybody, make sure everybody knows. Like if she's having a party, let me just give an example. I'm glad if she's having a get together. She's going to make sure that everybody knows each other's names and that everybody, if she sees someone off by themselves looking uncomfortable, she's going to go talk to them. And I just love that she, she, she seems like she wants everyone to feel welcome and she wants everyone to feel at home. And I like that. So you just reminded me of one of the stories she told in her book about hospitality. Right. Do you remember the story? She got to know these people. They just met them and they show up at her house. Oh yeah. I remember and they that. go swimming or something like mm-hmm. that. And she's like, yeah, they were just supposed to come for like a brunch they're or They're supposed lunch. to come for, and they end up staying. And then they're like, Hey, do y'all care if we go swimming? And right. they're like, uh, sure. And okay. then they end up staying for supper <laughs> and then they end up staying yes. for, so they stay like they way out where they're welcome. Says, um, <laughs> Well, I don't know about you guys, but I'm going to bed. I mean, it just got to the point where they were there so late that it was bedtime. Yes, as we say in the South, they wore out their welcome a long time ago. Yes, they wore out their welcome. But she was so gracious that she she, cooked dinner for them. She never said anything to them, like, Mm -hmm. we need to get to bed, you know, even though they were ready to go to bed by this time. But she entertained them the entire time because, like she said, she said said, that's how I was raised. She was taught to be respectful and polite. Yes, and you're polite and you're not rude and you don't tell people to go home. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, I love that story. Okay, did you have anything else to say before we wrap up the book? No, I cannot say enough about this book. I mean... Definitely would recommend it. I don't know that, of course, that a man's going to like this book because it's all about women and everything from a woman's perspective. I have to say the same thing, too. uh, I'm not sure that a man would really enjoy the photos like we do. let me ask you something. What about women from the North? Do you think they feel snubbed by this book? Oh, you know, that is a great question because... We're, we take so, Southern women take so much pride Mm -hmm. in our culture and the way we dress and our friendships and just everything. And I wonder mm -hmm. if Northern women are like, okay, we get it. You're great. (laughs) You're awesome. You're close. Okay. I can see Northern women kind of getting the rub, rub the wrong way and getting sick of hearing about Southern women. I just feel like that Southern women are charming. Why wouldn't everyone like Southern women? I'll have to think about that more, Mm. but Ooh, that's a great point to find. Someone needs to write a book that's famous from the North (laughs) and talk about their lifestyle in the North. Hey, the North and the South. Challenge a northern woman who's famous. Who's famous to write your own book, and then we'll compare it. And I'm sure Reese's will be better, but it's okay. <laughs> no, we'll have a showdown between we'll Reese and whoever's brave enough to do North that. Versus the South. Yeah. <laughs> okay. How many teacups do you give this book? Uh, definitely give this five teacups. Me too, especially if you're looking at it as a coffee table book. Yes. And like more of a photo not a photo album, a photo um, book, and mm-hmm. just with, I definitely give it a five, because as we said earlier, no, we're not in, ever going to get rid of it. In the inside cover jacket, she she said, or maybe it's just in the preface, I don't remember. Anyway, she says, if you're looking for like a self-help Bible, this isn't it. Right. She said, this is just more of a, just a kind of a glimpse into 
the southern lifestyle and then she says something to the effect kick your feet or put your feet up and kick back mm-hmm. and enjoy this book yeah and that's what it is it's just it's just a guilty pleasure yes Okay, Reese, if you ever... Not guilty pleasure. It's just a pleasure. It's just a pleasure. Yes. (laughs) Reese, if you're ever down south, Arkansas way, look us up. Yeah. I think we could have some good conversations. Yeah. How are we going to get this episode to Reese? We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. (laughs) Uh, I already forgot how to say our closing. Oh, I'll say it. Hey, guys. Thank you for joining us. And And we'll see you next time on Twin Twin Talk. Talk.